G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Banter podcast presented by Barclay Smokehouse. Um, today it's me, Will Setterfield, on the podcast and we're here to present a bit of a um, light-hearted show that um, gives you a bit of an insight into what we've been doing away from the club and hopefully gives everyone a bit of relief in what is a um, pretty tough time for everyone at the moment. So pretty keen to get into it with Setters. Yeah, great start, Well, she's Speaking of that, I just want to do a quick um, shout-out to all the healthcare workers out there. They're doing an amazing job at the moment and um, being really selfless for the community. And um, they're the heroes at the moment with what's going on. So, um, quick shout-out to them. They're doing some amazing work. Spot on, mate. We might even actually throw a few questions out there from the fans. I've got Lee from Hurstbridge, and he said, G'day, boys. Keen to hear how self-isolation has impacted you. I see Teggy's been making some volcanoes with his kids, so he's obviously seen that on the Instagram. But um, how's the isolation time been for you so far in the week and a bit that you've had off? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been hard. I think most of us um, would have found it pretty hard. Where uh, We usually like getting out and about, so staying at home uh, indoors has been difficult. Um, so I haven't been able to do a whole lot. I've been um, doing a little bit of uni. But um, that's that's pretty boring. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to do a whole lot. I got a new puppy, little Tilly, so uh, she's been taking up a bit of my time, which is good. Keeping you busy, you know. yeah, loving it up in Albury. Yeah, she loves it up here, New South Wales. Yeah. You know, different country up here, as you'd know. Breed and tough <laughs> up there, do they, mate? <laughs> yeah, they breed and tough, mate. Just ask Maddie Kenley, they breed and tough. What about yourself? Been trying yeah. to do a fair bit of training and keep busy. I've been helping my my dad, big Wayne, around the house. Come down Wayno, how is how is Wayno? It's going well. Wayno's going well, so um, he can't really sit still. So I've been yeah. been doing a fair bit, which is which has been good. Um, obviously, got given our program, which has been good to get into. And as I said before, I've got two younger brothers to keep me on my toes, and um, there's been a little bit of fighting, but overall, been pretty good. Yeah, Tommy, be uh, giving you a good run around, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. He's um we're actually been selling the NFL ball a bit, a bit of PlayStation as yeah. well. So yeah. um he loves is, is, is um is Henry still working on the farm? Yeah, so Henry, um, he's my um second youngest brother, is that how you put it? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's been <laughs> he's been working out on, he's been working out on the farm. Um because that's that's essential work. The animals can't take care of themselves, as you know, with little nah, silly. So on. Um, <laughs> big Henry's been loving the tractor like big Matty Cruiser so um, yeah, he loves um, it. Yeah. have you got another question for us from one of the fans um, I think I might I think I've got uh, Terry from Essendon I think he's got a question Ooh. he yeah, says love, you, love your work boys interested to know your opinion who would win a hardball on the deck between Teague and Half very good question, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I seen the other day thing. that they they debuted together for Carlton. Yeah, that same right? game. Did yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah same game. Pretty um, good. I think, I, to be quite honest, I didn't watch a lot of both of them play. I reckon... No. Um, what about right right now, though? Right now. By his build, I reckon half got him. I reckon yeah, half so got him. I. I think half would have him covered. Easily. That's training. Teague is very skill oriented. He loves his overhead yeah. marking, but I don't see a lot of ground ball work. So I'm sure yeah. you can agree no. with me on that one. Big half. I think half would have a lot more brute strength than Teague at the moment. I think Teague is uh, 
He's lost a bit of Nick since his playing days, unfortunately. I don't think he'll like that either, but that's all right. Oh, boy. I've got the um, last question for us here, Setters. Oh, um, this is from? Um, from from Rob, from Q, where we used to live. Oh. Um, good good yeah, part of the world out there. Mm. Yeah. He said, hey, fellas, we hear about what Paddy Cripps can do, but what can't he do? Jeez, what can he do? Uh, he can't. He's uh, he can't public speak. He's just shocking <laughs> public speaker. Yeah, he has oh, a no, bit to do as well. Yeah, no, he's actually he's not he's not bad now. But I heard back in the day, he was um, when he first got to the club, he was horrendous. I heard he was a he was a shocker. Um, I have heard he that actually, as well. He, he actually is quite good now because um, he kind of has to yeah. be as the same same captain of the footy club. He kind of. I think he's got a, a few roles there. He's got to speak, but um, it is it is Definitely we do right. see him slip up slip up occasionally, especially in team meetings, and that's um, that gives us a good laugh. Yeah, well, I have heard a story about him. Big Gov, Big Gov just joined. Big Big Gov just joined in. What's Gov. he doing? <laughs> Hello. Can you hear? Is yeah. He um, I just want to ask Walsh and Setters, what's the tally at the moment with the FIFA <laughs> tournament inside your house? Oh. Um, we want to know who, who's got the upper hand at the minute and who is the best in the household. <laughs> so a yeah. bit of background information for the fans. Uh, Gov is just tuned in and he has just brought up, um, obviously, the, the FIFA battles in our house and um, said, as you can probably talk to him on this, it's a bit embarrassing for me to speak about. Yeah, it's an outstanding question, Gov, and I'm really um, happy you brought it up, but... In terms of the FIFA <laughs> comp, I take the chocolates convincingly there. While she, while she, yeah. yeah, not even a question, no competition. Um, I think I've yeah. doubled your I've, the win scores. I think I'm up to about 48 wins, and I don't think you've hit 20 yet. So um, it's uh, oh, yeah. you've had it. You've had a bit more experience, Sammy. Um, fair oh, to say, I think well. since I've been living with you, my FIFA skills have improved. Significantly. So, um, what about what about the first time we were going to play, and you said you've never lost with Man City, and then yeah, we I'll, played. I'll run, I'll run them through that story. So, what happened was I've uh, just moved into a house with um, setters, and I wanted to show that uh, a bit of confidence, impose my will on him. So, um, I told him that fact that really? it was a fact at the time I'd never lost with uh, Man City. FIFA. Not a fan. And Setters beat me 7-0. So it was a great call. Um, and yeah. I was fair to say I never probably recovered after that. No, you haven't. Downhill since then. Um, before Gov interrupted, I was going to tell a Cripper story um, of what can oh, yeah. you do. And you know how there's that new wave pull out at... Um, yeah, oh, yeah. You've heard this story, haven't you? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cripper considers himself a bit of a surfer. Um, yeah, and so he, he gets there and lines up and all these little kids are cheering him on and he and he fell off the first three waves and said he had never been more Go Cripper! So, <laughs> go Cripper! Um, and he crumbled to the pressure. Um, oh, so that, I thought that was pretty funny. Something else that he can't do the big risk, even though he's got a lot of yeah. talent. Fans, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email bluesbanter at carltonfc.com.au or tweet Oh, yeah, tweet via hashtag Blues Banter. So if you want to get in touch, they're, they're the options. Just going to jump jump to the next se- segment because I'm pretty keen about it. Um, yeah, this, one? <laughs> this one's to do with uh, the inner club. So um, who do you reckon oh, yeah. has the biggest bromance at the club? 
Yeah, look, well, um, other than ourselves, um, tough yeah, that's a few times. Uh, yeah, I think we get stitched up by all the other boys that do this podcast from now on. Um, yeah. But I had, um, it's a bit of a three-way bromance. Um, and I think most boys would uh, would agree with me here. But Fish, Gibbo, and Murph, they've got a they've got something going yeah. on there. They do they do this scissors <laughs> paper rock thing, flat out about who's going to get a coffee, and then they disappear as a three to go and get a coffee, and you don't see them for a good hour. It's just yeah, it's it's remarkable. Um, but they've definitely got a three way bromance. It's good to see. I mean, I love it. Like you've got to have those things. Um, they you have to be under one eighty centimeters to be in that club. Oh, that's a pot shot. <laughs> but I think you might. I think you might have to be. I don't think Murph will be happy with that. The other two, they're, they're, they'll cop it. But, um, yeah, but they've, I had those three. Three-way bromance. Yeah, they, they're, uh, they're, they're great fun. They're all pretty funny together. Yeah. Um, so, for me, um, I had the biggest bromance being Tom DeConning and Matt Cottrell. Yeah, um, spot on. Three, they, they feature in a lot of TikToks together. Um, if you can find Matty Cottrell's TikTok, it's out there. Um, yeah. We always seem to rock up at the same time to the club at them, and they, a couple of times for a week there, they were riding into the club together. Pretty much yeah, that's romantic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's romantic. I think, <laughs> I think um, they, they, Tom DeConnie might have even inspired on Matt Cottrell's first date. But um, that's that's yet to be confirmed. <laughs> What's the story behind that? I'd love to know it. So I think Cox was off on his first day and Tom DeConning sort of felt like he was missing out a bit. So um him and Finbar went no away. No to see way. how it went. I cannot confirm though, no. I'll leave that to those boys, but um, yeah. the Daniel boys do stick together. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit yeah. different down from down that way. The Dan yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good on them. Have we got anything for the room as well? I might have uh, something to start on you. Um, it's not a rumor on me. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not a massive rumor. It's more of a stitch up, but um, it's more that you're, um, people do think you're a bit perfect um, in more ways than one, but they little do they know <laughs> that you might be a bit of a. Uh, you might have a bit of an anger management problem, I think. I think <laughs> I think a lot of the boys at the club could back me up on this too. But when we uh, when we go to training or even on game day towards you know towards the opposition, all the, all the umpires at times you can get a bit fired up. Do you, yeah, so do, do, you agree, do you agree with that? Or you probably throw me under the bus here, but it's hard to argue with that. Um, I think yeah. for me, I've always been pretty competitive growing up with brothers around me. And as you know, that yeah. can lead to a bit of fighting. Um, I do believe yeah, I can you. do it. So you probably, you've probably seen me, all my frustration at home on the PlayStation when we're playing FIFA or 2K. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a few, uh, few broken um, PlayStation controllers in the house, which are you doing. Yeah, especially in a bit of downtime, there's been plenty, plenty of that. But um, I think I'm not alone in that category at the club. There's a few, no, there's, a few so. there's a few hotheads. Which, which is always good to have a bit of company there. Now, a segment that I wouldn't mind bringing up since um, we spoke about before, we have had a bit of downtime. Um, mm-hmm. And you're pretty big on the Netflix. So, oh, yeah. Um, yep. we, we I've wrote a bit of a list together. of my... We do. So, um, if our lists cross over, there's there's no surprise there because we do watch a fair bit of TV together. But 
Um, top five Netflix shows that we've watched at the moment. I'll I'll get you to go first on this one. Yeah, well, like you said, I think ours would be um, pretty similar. But um, my number one, uh, we watched this last year together in the house, is Peaky Blinders. Um, unbelievable show. Five Tommy seasons. Shelby. Yeah, Tommy Shelby and Arthur, the boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's my favourite. Number two was the show you introduced me to, Defiant Ones. Um, that's Dr. Um, Dre. actually just, yeah, Dr. Dre and Jimmy. I'm actually re-watching that at the moment. So um, you can't go wrong there. And then number three is The People vs. O.J. Simpson. I don't know if many people have seen that, but I suggest watching that. O.J. Simpson was, um, yeah, notorious for a few things, but great um, running back in the, in the NFL. Uh, number four, Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Um, pretty twisted doco, but um, yeah, that's a good one. And number five is Drive to Survive, the new uh, Formula One um, series. Season two has just come out. I think Murph's pretty big on that one, so it's pretty popular. And I put down my uh, my favourite TV show, not on Netflix, would be uh, Entourage. You can't go past Vinny. I thought you'd movies. put that in. Yeah. Entourage, one of the best. For all the you lucky people go... that actually have that on their hands, make sure yeah. to rewatch that. Yeah. You introduced me to that one. and. Yeah. Best TV show I've ever seen, I reckon. Yeah, you can't go past it. You really chase. Nah, that's it. That's a good you top go. five, mate. Who, I've got pretty yeah. similar. Uh, Peaky Binders, Defiant Ones, Drive to Survive. Speaking of driving to survive, Murph actually bought the virtual steering wheel and pedals for the PlayStation. <laughs> so he's been grinding on that on Formula oh, 1. Good, so I was a bit, was a bit envious of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the other two that you didn't have in there was the Carter Effect. So Vince Carter. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Basketball that in Toronto, which was great. And the Travis Scott documentary, which um, a lot of the boys loved and gets you pretty hyped. So yeah. Travis Scott's a big hype, man. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah I like it. Well, it's uh, pretty clear that we're uh, big on our sports. So our next top yeah. five I'm going to ask you is top five players of the decade from the 2000s, so 2000 to 2009, top top five players from that era. Um, that was yeah. obviously our era, our era growing up, so um, most of them will probably be our childhood heroes, so interested to hear who you got in there. Yeah, this was, this was a very tough one, and um, I think pretty much everyone had a different top five. Um, as I said, we were, we were pretty young when this, when this gameplay was going on, but... Um, from what I've watched and what I've heard, I've made a top five. And number one, I've gone with Gary Ablett, Jr. Yeah, um, yep. So, that, yeah, that speaks for itself there and um, all-round great player. Um, number two was Buddy Franklin. Love watching the Budwa. Uh, pretty dominant. Uh, 100 goals in a year. I'll never forget that. That's when I really yep. started getting into my footy. Um, number three was Chris Judd. Uh, pretty yep. hard to go past two Brownlows, and um, he was amazing to watch how explosive he was. Number four, I've yep. gone for a local boy, Luke Hodge. Um, oh, just, just a great leader um, and North Swiss medalist, so pretty hard to yep. uh, go past him. And then lastly, I found it pretty tough for the last spot. Um, I was tossing up between Goods and Rewalt, but I've gone for Rewalt. Um, Rewalt. That's an hour forward. Um, pretty yep. dominant through that. 2000s period. How do you go with it? Yeah, yeah nah, extremely tough, like you said. Um, 
I had Koshin up for the top um, spot was between Ablett and Juddy. Um And I just went with Juddy. I just thought um, his explosiveness was unmatched and um, just thought he was the best best player in the game through that era. Um, so then I had, yeah, Juddy one, Ablett two. Um, and then I had uh, James Hurd at three. He was my favourite player growing up. Um, I was an Essendon. Child of hero. Couldn't go past him, Hurdy. Um, and then at four, I had uh, Vossi. Lukey Powers, old um, captain, obviously won the three flags and captain, captain the Australian team a couple of times as well. So uh, I went with him at four and then five. Yeah, five is tough. Um, there's like three or four players you could put in there, but I went with uh, Benny Cousins at his, um, Benny at his best. Yeah, at his best. He was unstoppable. He was unreal to watch. Benny, Benny Cousins. Um, and so that's our top five players from the 2000s. I got another top five that I don't know if I've prompted you about, but because we're big NBA fans, like a lot of people at the club, and I think a few boys listening to this would uh, be pretty interested to see who we've got, but top five NBA players of all time. Um, of all time, you'd have, yeah. You'd have you'd have an idea of who you got in your head, and I think it's a, it's a big discussion at the club. I think uh, Gav always gets... It is a massive discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, it's always debated, and... Um, uh, I think for me, to start off the the top five, you'd have to go with Michael Jordan. Obviously, we didn't yeah. grow up watching him, but um, yeah. if you hear of people speaking about him and um, the way he changed the game, and um, he was pretty remarkable. So I'd have him one. I'd have the King LeBron James at number two. Yep. I'd go. I'd probably go Kobe at number three. Yep. Kobe. Uh, I think his legacy's just been so big. Um, yeah. Have. Probably probably Kareem at four. Yep. And lastly, I'd have Shaq at five. Yeah, right. So, um, there's probably probably a few that could change order there. I want to get Magic Johnson in, but couldn't be done. Yeah. Who have you gone for? I'm, I can I've imagine got you've gone different. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have Kareem in line, but I've got MJ at one. Um... And then LeBron at two. Um, Magic, see, I had Magic at three, whereas you, yeah, you didn't, you missed him. Um, but I'm going at three. Uh, Larry Bird at uh, four, because um, the rivalry between him and Magic was just unreal in the 80s. So I've got Larry Bird at four. And then um, I was tossing up between Shaq or Kobe at number five. Um, and I'm going to go Shaq. Gonna leave Shaq Kobe out. Paint. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough to leave. Yeah, him you've out. got, you've gone, you've gone a bit old school there with yeah, um, Larry Bird and Magic, but yeah, we've watched a few docos on them and they sort of changed the game a bit, didn't they? Yeah, they did. This will be a good one to do. Um, your favourite footy story can be from your childhood or even um, in the past sort of couple yeah. of years. So I'm looking forward to hearing this one, mate. Yeah, well, my. Um... Favorite footy story as a kid, as a uh, diehard Bombers supporter, which um, yeah, I'm not anymore, obviously, but um, diehard Bombers supporter Zarakis's goal in that um, that famous Anzac Day in the wet. Um, can't go past yeah, that. Was that. Unbelievable. Think, yeah, our good mate Stance was playing at that day. Um, yeah, he was. He did out pretty well, but um, that's my favorite childhood and my favorite current footy memory. Um, couldn't go past our win against Freo last year when Murph kicked that goal. Um, just the, the feeling after that game was um, incredible and 
the um, the enjoyment we had, um, and especially in the rooms after that. Like missing um, arguably our two best players in Cripper and um, Big Charles. So um, yeah, that's my favourite. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, spot on. Yeah, my favourite um, memory while being at the Blues was probably my first win. Um, yeah, it's under a pretty tough time of the club. We didn't get off to the greatest start of the year, but to win that game and play like we did was was yeah. pretty incredible. Um, yeah, and I think for me also a fun story from that year was um, so there was four of us living in the house. There was me, you, Darcy oh, yeah. Lang, and Matt, Matt Kennedy. Um, and we were playing yeah. the we were playing the St Kilda Saints um, in front of fifty thousand of our great fans. And that morning we were watching Michael Van Gerwen's um, seventeen. Yeah, the dart. So for, for for those of you who don't know Michael Van Gerwen, look it up. He's the only guy to have seventeen you, perfect darts. You too. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, he did a little celebration. Chow takes the mark in front of fifty thousand, slots it for the first goal of the game, and pulls that celebration. And our whole house were playing together. So. That was a pretty fun memory that I loved and um, something I'll definitely look back on. So Yeah, that was um, very funny. Pretty good times. Um, that's it for us, I think. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to all the baggers um, out there that have been listening. Um, that's that's the first episode of Blues Banter, so I'm uh, keen to hear what other players um, that Blues in the future have for us. I think they're going to stitch you and me up while she's... Because um, we've stitched a few boys up today, but... Um, that's it for today. Presented by Barkley Smokehouse. I want to thank them again. Um, and um, yeah, make sure to tune in to the next episode. So thanks, Walshie. The next episode. Look out, boy. Thanks for doing it, yeah. Steve. That was good no, fun. Too easy.